Rant of Whatever. This is R.O.W. Welcome to Rant of Whatever. I'm your host, Kevin Yarrow. And sometimes we start to wonder about things. And it makes some people turn to either religion, some other people turn to some other type of spiritual path, some other people even turn to science. But in the end, there's a huge universe of just constant unknown. The guest I have today wanted to remain anonymous, so I have changed their name and their voice to protect their identity. So we're going to call him Xavier. And Xavier, if you're listening to this, I hope you like that name. And we're going to have him on the show again because he was quite informative and apparently he has other stories. So let's just get right into Xavier's story. He's got a few stories, actually. It's amazing talking to him. Anyways, I'm a little high. I'm rambling now. But let's get into Xavier's story. I guess I'll start with uh, the first time I got into this topic. I was about 10 years old, and my father had gotten me a telescope. And we were looking up at the stars, and we saw this pretty much just white light that looked like a star, but it was brighter than the other ones. And it was just flying back and forth. And I think that's kind of what piqued my interest. It's not the most interesting story, but that's kind of where it all started. And then I, I continued to see stuff like that growing up. And I had dreams of like being abducted and stuff or dreams or reality. I'm not sure. But um, then I, the next time I was with uh, a friend of mine, I was about 15 years old. And that was the second time that somebody saw it with another person was there and saw it with me. And it was just another bright white light. And then, oh, I'm, I'm going a little fast here, but then the third time, uh, it was me, my girlfriend, her cousin, and her cousin's boyfriend. And we were all driving down this highway where you can see the entire horizon. And we saw like five or six different white lights just flying around like they were literally. I don't know, like they were playing around or something, like they were just moving sporadically, changing directions really fast, and we were all just blown away by it. And I was about 16 at that time, and um, I mean, it was a really memorable night. I mean, that same night, I think we got pulled over because we were paying too much attention to what was in the sky, and some cop was like, oh, you guys must be drunk, and none of us were drunk, and he eventually let us go. But that was the time when all four of us saw it, I knew something was up. So I started heavily researching the topic, and um, I guess, you know, people talk about, like, the Roswell, Roswell crash landing, and, you know, how there have been two people who have come out since then who were uh, part of the Air Force team that, I guess, or I guess military, because the Air Force was kind of born out of Roswell. Um, Two of the military personnel that were there, high-ranking officers, had come out and said that, um, it actually was a UFO crash landing, and it wasn't a weather balloon, which always piques my interest because a lot of people don't remember. Well, I was, I'm, I'm young. I'm only 21, but a lot of people don't know that um, the first day that that crash landing happened, uh, the military literally said you know, to the news organizations that were reporting on it that a UFO had crash landed at Roswell. 
and um, th- and that they had recovered an alien body. And then the next day, they changed it and said, oh, it's a weather balloon. And there, you can even follow paper trails and documents showing where they were telling news organizations, you know, to keep their mouth shut about it and to stop reporting it to prevent mass hysteria. And the media followed suit. Um, you, and then you have like uh, Project Blue Book, another extremely interesting one. Um on the conception of Project Blue Book, you had high-ranking Air Force officials that started the project. It was a super special access program, and originally there were only like 10 or 12 people involved. Well, two of the three founders eventually ended up leaving and saying, well, you know, Blue Book officially was supposed to be them looking into UFOs and uh, pretty much giving the public a report on why people are having all of these sightings. And um, the two, these two officials left and pretty much said to the public, they had retired, that like this entire program isn't about researching UFOs and finding it out. It's about covering it up. And, you, I mean, this type of information circulates the UFO community, but I think a lot of people don't, rem- don't remember, don't pay attention, or just don't care to look. And th- I think that th- these are some of the things that got me interested in the entire topic. And then... I stumbled upon, probably a couple of years ago, stumbled upon Project Stargate. And are you familiar with Stargate? Yes, I am. Yeah, so if you've read some of those documents, it is absolutely insane. The things that they could claim they did. And, you know, I mean, eventually it got terminated. But, I mean, special access programs like that just don't get terminated. I mean, they're just renamed. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, there were, like, one of the... quote expert remote viewers had been saying for decades you know that he was a part of this program talking about the stuff that he did and uh nobody believed him until those declassified documents came out i mean if you've read them they talk about being able to actually project themselves through time and being able to read numbers off a piece of paper across the country and these things are like two and two he even talked he even talks about how he actually the documents show that they actually projected to mars a million years ago and that there was a civilization there and that the Mars was pretty much ending uh, because of uh, weather disasters. And there was a giant like megalithic structure that was a, supposedly a giant storm shelter. And he talked to, uh, uh, I guess, a Martian that lived there at the time. And he, he was talking to him about like, you know, why don't you tell your people that you're here talking to me? And he was convinced he was a hallucination. I mean, it all sounds like stories written out of a, written out of a book but these are all declassified documents so i guess about it was july of this year i had watched uh close encounters of the fifth kind by stephen greer and for a few days prior to that i had become extremely obsessed with looking into this topic like something just felt like i was being magnetically drawn to it and i could not put it down every time i was getting off of work i was spending hours and hours just researching the topic and after I watched that documentary, I, I mean, I still, I still didn't believe. I, I honestly kind of was like, you can't contact aliens with your mind. That's, that's crazy. But there were enough dots that connected that the scientific inquiry in me was kind of like, I've got to try this. I have to see if it works. And I did a guided meditation that Stephen Greer, you know, I guess pretty much walks you through. And I haven't used it since. And, you know, you don't have to pay for his stupid app. You know, all the information he provides is on the internet for free. 
And, but I, yeah, I, I did that and I sat outside for like two hours and I was like, man, you know what? Maybe this just isn't going to work, but I was so intent. I just kept focusing on the stars in my mind asking, are you coming? Are you coming? I probably asked that over and over for five minutes. And, um, and this was after two hours of meditation I was getting ready to give up. And then all of a sudden a voice just popped in my head. Like I, the way I explain it to people is like, my thoughts have always been like in lowercase in a small font. And then all of a sudden these thoughts just appeared in my mind that were like uppercase letters and extremely large font. Like, like somebody was screaming through thoughts or whatever. I mean, it was absolutely bizarre. And they said to me that they were coming and they repeated it over and over. Cause I was, I'm guessing because I was asking the question so obsessively, I sat outside for maybe another hour. I was kind of shook. And after about an hour, I was like, maybe, maybe I just imagined that. And, um, I was sitting outside. It was dusk at this point, And I had started earlier in the day, but it was dusk at this point. And as, as soon as I was about to walk inside, I felt like I needed to turn around one last time and look at the sky. And right as I turned around, there was a giant black triangle. Like it looked like it was flat. Like, it had no like third dimension to it. It was just a 2d shape almost, but it went straight over my yard, like at three miles an hour, like super slow. And I mean, it was dark out at this point, but it was, it was so close to the ground and it was black, but it was so close to the ground. I could still see its shape. I mean, that's literally how close it was. And I was like, just in awe, kind of scared, actually terrified, but I knew that I had to just kind of be like, you know, I come in peace. That's what I was telling it in my head. And as soon as it disappeared out of my field of vision, I was like flipping shit. I was like, holy shit. I just, I'm, I've gone crazy. I broke my brain. And then all of a sudden it comes right back the other way. The tip is still facing the same direction that I had seen it flying originally, but it's flying backwards this time. And it was just absolutely insane. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And I spent probably the rest of the night communicating with them. They asked me questions about what I thought about humanity and what I thought about consciousness and what my place in the world was. And honestly, it was weird because, you know, the majority of the time they don't really communicate in thoughts like they did originally. It's more just like me, them downloading things to my head and me uploading things to them. It's not even really words. And it was just me asking them questions and them asking me questions, but no words were being transferred. And, that, and it was just really fast paced, like communication. And the rest of that night, I mean, I looked up at the sky, like there was one of those giant bright lights and this was all in the same day. And it was just moving back and forth, like, like a Tetris ball or, or not a tech, but, um, a, what do you call it? a pong ball, you know, just back and forth really slow. And I started asking it to move in different directions in my head, and it would. And I was literally losing my shit. I had the biggest smile on my face because everything had kind of calmed down at that point. And it was just going every direction that I wanted it to go. And um, I did that for like an hour. And at first, you know, I was like, man, I got to go get my mother because this was actually just a couple months ago before my mother had passed away. But I was like, I've got to go get her and show her this. But I was too, I was like, if I walk inside, it's just going to disappear. <laughs> and, and everyone's going to think I'm crazy. Well, she ended up walking outside anyways. And she looked up at the sky too. And she could see it. And I was like, mom, watch this. And I was like, go right. And it would go right. Go left. Go up. Go down. And she was literally blown away by it. 
And yeah, that was the first night that I had ever made contact. And it was, it changed my life forever. And I thought I was crazy, honestly, after it happened. I, I went into my room and I broke down crying because I was like, I just destroyed my mind. Like, was my mom even there? Did she see it too? And she, she was there. We talked about it a bunch, you know, until she passed away. But it was, it was insane. And I asked him, I was like, are you, am I crazy? Am I going crazy? I kept asking it over and over in my head because I wanted an answer. And they asked me, do you think you're crazy? <laughs> and I was like, that's not really the best answer. But, you know, then I got to thinking about it and I was like, no, I'm not crazy. And I asked him over and over, you know, will you come back tomorrow night so I can show my girlfriend? And I kept asking them that. And they said they would come back, and they did. And they've pretty—I've seen them pretty much every single night since then. Wow. Yeah, sorry if I got a little excited there. It kind of is a lot still. No, it's okay. Um, so it's a—it's a definite triangle that you saw, eh? Yeah, huge, a huge triangle, like seven four seven. Um, do you? Like, do you think that these beings that you contacted, do you think that they were extraterrestrial? Or or do you think that they were from the Earth, maybe? I, I honestly, I don't know. I ask them that question all the time, and they never give me a direct answer. They tell me, they will tell me things certain times, but it's only if I've been contemplating it, trying to, like, piece things together. They don't want to tell you things. And just give you answers to the universe. They want you to search for them. And mm -hmm. they don't tell me, you know, exactly what they are. But I think they're extraterrestrial, but I, re I really don't know. They could be ultra-terrestrial. They could be interdimensional beings. I mean, they haven't given me a definitive answer. But they, they, they did tell me that. They told me they, that, you know, people are feeling, the first night they told me, people are feeling drawn to this topic pretty much like just like i was feeling magnetically drawn to it and there's like some type of change happening in the consciousness of humanity because i, I don't know we're, we're, we're moving to another point of existence um in the grand scheme of things and um it didn't and none of it really made sense at first until i found this book called uh, raw contact law of one and it was three scientists in 1981 who claimed to have themselves pretty much done ce5 um, before it ever officially existed, and contacted Raw. And the things it says in that book are verbatim the same things that they had told me. You know, that they don't really have any scientific answers to give you outright, because that's just kind of our stage of existence, interpretation of understanding the reality around us. But really, the reality around us is just different levels of distortion. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you ask questions from here. You know, I've got a lot more to talk about, but. The thing about the triangle craft is that um, the theory is that the triangle crafts that we see are actually human made. Not that you didn't get in contact with something that wasn't human, but that uh, the space programs that we have on Earth are much more advanced than we're being told. And that we are in contact with other extraterrestrial civilizations and they are here on Earth and that you can tell them apart by the different crafts. Uh, triangles are humans. I mean, this is a theory. This is just a theory. Like um, the the um, the Phoenix Lights. You ever heard of that? Oh yes. So the Phoenix Lights. People who were there saw a triangle uh, above. 
the, the ship was a triangle. And uh, the theory there is that that was uh, an experiment by the American government to see what what they could uh, to, to see what like the public would do if the if they saw a, a sighting and that uh, they used these ships to contact people and pretend that they're aliens sometimes sort of sort of like a uh, a cover up kind of thing, you know, yeah. And, you know, I, like, I totally agree that they're definitely man-made crafts. I know that, I mean, I'm not sure about the triangle craft because, to be honest with you, when it showed up, they didn't really talk to me at that point. Everything did kind of dead silent, and it wasn't until after that that we started having a conversation. And I, I will say that that next night, um, a literal, like, um, a military drone, huge wings, flew in the exact same flight path that next night when I showed my girlfriend these lights I was seeing in the sky. It flew the same flight path that that giant triangle did, which kind of got me thinking about exactly what you're talking about. That's very interesting. <laughs> um, and then, you know, something else that I've been thinking about is that why would they even have, if they were doing this to try to make people think that they're extraterrestrials, and and have you ever heard of Project Bluebeam where they're using holograms in the skies? Uh, no, I haven't heard. I've heard about holograms, and, I've, you know, I've read about how um, the United States government uh, created a hologram of Jesus during uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis to pretty much create a, a whole psyop, you know, to throw them off and cause, you know, uh, cultural disruption. So I know they have the technology. They we even have documents for it. Exactly. And then uh, Project, yeah, ex exactly, Jesus. And then Project Bluebeam is they were going to make all the gods morph into one and make a, a new world order uh, after the fake alien invasion. But these alien ships are supposed to be holograms. And I'm wondering if maybe... You, you said it was a drone that you saw? Yeah, the next night, yeah, it was certainly a military, American military drone. It, it, it makes me think if maybe you saw a hologram, you know, the triangle. It, well, man, I have got <laughs> so many other crazy stories because some of them, I'm not sure about the triangle. Like you said, it could have been government made, but I do know that I have contacted something that's not human. I'll tell you, like, one time I was doing a contact in the day, and it was completely cloudy out. I was like, might as well try and see if they're really there, <laughs> or I don't know. I tried a bunch of different experiments, but it was super cloudy out, and I noticed that there was this one cloud that was moving around way in a completely different direction, moving way faster than the other clouds, and I was like, I know that's not a cloud. This cloud literally came right up to my backyard, the same place I saw the other one, not 100 feet off the ground, and it was just floating there. And it was like the weirdest thing I ever saw. It, it like the cloud disappeared, and it was what David Fraber would describe as the tic tac, was just floating there. And it's like, I don't know, like the cloud like was there, and then it just wasn't, and it was just this tic tac thing. And I went inside, grabbed my mother, and I was like, come look at this shit right now. It was still there when I came back outside, and we sat there and watched it for like, oh, I don't know. It's hard to tell when you're like captured by its like gaze. It's almost like time is different. But we were there for some time, just looking at it in awe, and then we watched it float back up to the clouds, and it became a cloud all of a sudden again. And I kid you not, like my my mother's passed away, but my girlfriend was 
my, my mother has told my girlfriend the same story and hopefully maybe sometime I can make a video with her or we could do an interview with her because she can corroborate all this. But um, it went back up into the sky and literally started whipping the clouds around like something you'd see from a video game. Like the clouds were flying in these spirals moving extremely fast. And I was looking way across the horizon and it just took this huge cumulonimbus cloud and like stretched it out. And it literally was like a giant rope. And, and it came right down on top of my porch, the tip of it did. And it just kept extending. And my mother was standing right there. And where that tip came was right on top of my head. And I was like, holy shit, like, what's going on? You know? So I definitely know that some, like, either they're holograms or they have the ability to just transform into whatever they want. Yeah, I definitely think that there are... There are crafts out there that can turn into just, just shape shift into whatever they want. You know, I think a lot of, I think a lot of the chemtrail planes, I think personally, possibly or something like that. But that's no, that's for another story. That's for another time. Um, but this rope, though, uh, like what happened with that? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm saying a rope because. It was just this huge cloud, but then it was all strung out in a thin line, and it just, like, came down right on top of the porch, kept coming down slowly, 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 touched my head, and then for the next 10 minutes, our entire house was encapsulated by, like, a huge cloud. It kind of just, like, appeared over the house, and that's how that experience ended up, and then eventually the cloud disappeared, and that was the end of that particular contact experience. Wow. Yeah, man, dude, I have so many crazy stories, like, okay, so there's another one where, like, this is one that I saw multiple times. I don't know if it's the same entity that I keep contacting or or what, but um, I see these, like, giant glowing lights. The first one I ever saw when I was a kid, there's just this giant glowing light in the sky that sometimes will react to my thoughts. More often than not, they don't, but sometimes they do listen to the directions I want them to go multiple times. I have literally seen them be this giant bright light in the sky, and then they just slowly drift on down. Like, and I have had the multiple times, and my mother has been with me, and my girlfriend has been with me when this has happened, where they just come down, and they come right up to my face, and it's like this huge, just like electric feeling in the air, like all around me. And they're literally, it's like when it comes down, it's the size of a Christmas light, just this tiny little Christmas light. And it will come right up to my face. And I've every time that's happened, I've tried to touch it. And every time I try to touch it, it instantly appears back up where it was in the sky. And it's a giant bright white light again. And if I don't touch it and I just let it sit there, it will slowly drift back up into the sky and slowly become bigger. It's, it's crazy. That, that one's happened a lot. That, I've, had, I've probably had that particular sighting five or six times in the past few months. That sounds to me like uh, I've had sightings, and I've interviewed another couple from England who had the sightings of a sky jellyfish, and uh, it it to me that it, it sounds like it moves similar because they these sky jellyfish they live in the atmosphere, uh, and they come down to sh to be visible to humans sometimes, and that's exactly how they move. Is they come down and they float up. It's a uh, it's quite a thing to see, actually. I've seen it myself. <laughs> yeah, this whole this whole phenomenon is crazy, and 
I, I've, I've written some things down, and recently they took me to one of their ships. I was, I was like, writing down, actually, an experience I had just had in my kitchen. And, um, oh, I got my book some, around here somewhere. Where did I put it? Uh, well, pretty much what the book has on it is, like, they showed me this image. I was like, where are you from? I've asked this question a hundred times, never gotten a response. And... But this one time they showed me this image and it was like, it was like these boards that just kept stacking up, like these two by fours that kept stacking up on top of each other, one after another, went up past the earth's atmosphere, went through the universe and went to this portal and went through the portal and on the other side was just an abyss, like nothingness, like I couldn't perceive it. I don't know if that was them trying to be like an analogy, like we're from another dimension, this is where we reside. And then the next image I had in my head was a giant, either, it was either translucent or, a, or, or a, a mirror, but it was a giant pyramid that was sitting outside of the Earth. Far away, like, the Earth was there, but, like, you could see the asteroid belt, you could see the sun and the other planets, and it was just sitting there. And it was um, just a giant pyramid. I don't know if it's translucent or a mirror, because I couldn't really perceive it if it was invisible, I suppose. So I'm, I'm kind of split on that, but they took me there because I woke up, I was writing literally that experience down and fell dead asleep in the chair. And, um, apparently I don't know, but then I woke up in a room that was just a metal bed, completely metal room. There was like this metal, I don't know, like, like a heart monitor, but there was no screen on it that I could see. It just looked like this metal attachment that was out of the floor. And there were two little gray aliens right there, and they were trying to get me to lay back down. And next thing I know, I wake up, and I'm sitting in my kit, like in my kitchen, and only five minutes had passed. It was the weirdest experience. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a full-on abduction, sounds like. Yeah, that's the only time that's happened recently. I mean, the other times when I was younger, it was before I knew all this, but... That's the only one I remember recently. Wow. Abductions are scary, man. They really are freaky. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. My whole life has changed, man, because actually both of my parents died. Like, um, like my father died last month. My mother died the month before. And before all this, man, I was, like, more or less an atheist. I, like, did not believe in spirituality particularly. And then all of this happened and my whole world changed. And I asked them, you know, like, can you help my parents? Like, they're on their deathbeds. Can you help my parents? And they told me they would. And I was so assured that they were going to live through, you know, they got COVID, actually. And that's how they died. And I'm, I'm like 21 years old, man. I didn't expect any of this shit to happen. And they told me that they would help them. I thought they were going to save their lives. But I think now I know that. They just help them move to another place of existence. And that's the only way I've kind of been able to deal with it. And it's like, I even showed my girlfriend. I was like, look, here's this bright white light outside. I'm like, go up and down if you can help my parents. Like as in, like a yes. And it did it over and over. And for nights, I would see it and I would ask it. It would say it would help, but my parents still died. So the only way I can make sense of it is that it has something more to do than with this experience like this conscious experience in, in, in consciousness you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. You know, a lot of people who contact uh, spirits and all that, uh, a lot of them do think that they're contacting extraterrestrials or interdimensional beings, so it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Told them that, that, that first night that all this had happened, I was like, I, I want to dedicate my life to showing the world that, you know, this kind of stuff exists. And right now, I mean... I, right now, I'm trying to join the Marines, and, you know, kind of like my life is falling apart, and it's kind of hard to start back up living in the same house. So, I mean, I would never take classified intelligence and, like, disclose it to the public, but I think for my own personal interest, I think it would be cool to be able to get on the inside of a special access program like that. So, I've enlisted to the Marines, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to stay anonymous, because I had to sign a uh, SF-84 for security clearance. And... Oh, yeah, no problem. You will remain a 100% anonymous. I'm even going to change your voice and everything, so no worries about that. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah. Um, Are there any other things? Are there any other stories? Oh, man, pretty much every night. I mean, my girlfriend has been there with me through a lot of them. One time we were driving down the highway, huge traffic, like cars everywhere, like bumper to bumper. And we just saw this giant metal orb. Like, it wasn't glowing like the other ones, but it was in broad daylight. And it was just a dark gray metal. And it started floating up beside the bridge of the highway. And literally followed us for, for, for like, I don't know, like 15 extra miles after we first saw it. To when we were going to our destination. And we were just watching it the entire time. And, like, my girlfriend was actually driving at the time. So she couldn't pay too much attention to it. But she was, like, veering off the road, and we were, like, looking at it like, holy shit, like, what's going on? And multiple times that we've gotten in a car, they have followed us around, and it's kind of crazy. <laughs> crazy. It Like, every time you go out? Um, I see them every night, but pretty much any time we're driving around at nighttime, yeah, that we, we can just see them. I mean, it's been daytime sometimes, but usually it's night. Nuts. It almost sounds like you're being gang-stalked by extraterrestrials, in a sense. I know, and it's, it's really frustrating, because it almost seems like, I don't know, I'm, I'm being led on. Like, maybe this is all just pointless. I keep trying to make contacts and asking them questions, but I never really get a good answer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've just been writing down the things that they've been telling me, and it hasn't been much, honestly. <laughs> yeah. See, this is where, this is where I, I go back to thinking about the triangle and the humans and how the psyops are out there where they try to make people seem like they're going fucking crazy sometimes by doing these things to people and making them think they're seeing things and then, and then, uh, but nobody else can see these things, you know. But you have you have people who are cooperating with you though, so. Well, I mean, like. There's a, I mean, to your point on that, like, to, pay, to play devil's advocate, um, did you see um, Stephen Greer's new um, YouTube video he released with um, some guy who was an intelligent, like, a contractor for Raytheon, and he has his credentials and a whole website that you can check out, but just a week ago, they had live-streamed it, and he, they were talking about this thing called IVF, and it's like, you know, I'm sure you've heard of, like, the um, uh, direct weapon energy beams that are in satellites and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the type that they used 
in many different wars and attacks, yeah. Yeah, like Saddam Hussein said to the public, like, they're literally shooting our, our planes down with uh, with microwave energy beams from satellites. But anyways, yeah, they were talking about how for decades now that the government has had the capability to transmit voices to your head through satellites with the same type of technology. And we have multiple people, like people from the CIA and OSI, who have corroborated that same story, that they can... Not only do that, they can make you see things. And I mean, so uh, maybe that maybe that is something that's happening. I honestly could not give you a clear answer on that. It's possible. It's just it's something that I would definitely keep alert of because uh, I don't know. Humans are such sketchy bastards that <laughs> I I don't know. I wouldn't put it past the government to do that to their own people, you know. Oh, I mean, they've done like that's one of the reasons I love this topic because that's all the government does. I mean, how many times have they released different gases into the public that cause cancer? I mean, they did that throughout the fifties and sixties, testing. They would literally re- release mustard gas on on Americans just to test it out, just to see what would happen. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of um, oh, the Tuskegee experiments where, yeah, you've heard of that where the, where the government said they were going to treat black people who had syphilis, but really they just wanted to study the effects that it had when it made them go crazy. Yeah, they just gave them syphilis. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. That's the argument I always used against vaccinations and why – a good reason why you shouldn't just outright trust anyone giving out vaccinations for free. And, then, you know, that's an interesting point because my mother and, you know, she got uh, this condition called Guillain-Barre or uh, GBS, and it's a rare condition. I mean, I still – think people should get vaccinated and whatnot but like oh absolutely i'm not saying don't get vaccinated i'm just saying you know do a little bit of research before you just fall i mean i'm double vaccinated myself i just do a little bit of research into it before you just go get one though you know yeah and like she was left permanently disabled from the flu vaccine and that was like diagnosed by her doctor gbs is a condition that you can get from vaccines and that's why we all wanted to wait and Sure enough, that probably wasn't the right decision, but I still stand by my, still stand by that because my mother had a horrible time after she got sick. I mean, was literally left completely disabled. I don't blame anyone for that decision. I mean, the the second COVID vaccine inflated the inside of my heart. You know. You, are you one of those people who got myocarditis? Uh, is that what it's called when the inside of the heart inflates? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely one of those people. It's like the nurse straight up told me she was like a small percentage of young men get it and then the sec the day after i was like oh it's definitely what's happening there was like a fluttering in my chest i almost thought that i was having a heart attack because my father had a heart attack when he was my age but uh it ended up they just they gave me some excuse me they gave me some anti-inflammatories and it's all good yeah yeah but i mean no this whole COVID thing i mean like people don't realize like the the, uh wuhan institute of virology the coronavirus institute of virology people don't know this but when obama i mean i hate all politicians equally pretty much but um that same is that level uh for virology lab used to be in north carolina until um obama outlawed it you know that's one of the things that i agree that he did that gain of function research and that's when they built the wuhan institute of virology you know, after they outlawed that, and American scientists work there. It's like, really, 
Yeah, our government has had a hand in screwing us over. I mean, I know you know MK Ultra, Project Paperclip. Yeah, Paperclip. Oh my God, <laughs> it's like everything that we know nowadays was created by zomb- by Nazis. I almost said zombies. Fucking the same thing in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, everything was created by fucking Nazis in our in our culture. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I man. Have you heard uh, Warner Von Brown's deathbed confession? Uh. Please remind me. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. This is a this is a lot of stuff. I don't expect anybody to. I can't even keep track of it all. But um, <laughs> he oh he was actually like declassified. Somebody, one of the Nazi scientists who uh, was brought over to America. He was the co-founder of NASA. Literally, the co-founder of NASA, and he said on his be- deathbed to his protege. Carol Rosen and Stephen Greer has, has talks about her and has her at his uh, his uh, debriefings and he, uh, she was at the uh, 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Press Club conference, which uh, just happened uh, a month and a half ago, and she spoke about it again. But on his deathbed, this Nazi scientist said that there's a false flag operation being prepared by the U.S. government to paint aliens as an enemy. And he said that in the 70s, and she dedicated her entire life to repeating that message to the world. Project Bluebeam, that's exactly what – everything that I've ever learned about Project Bluebeam has led to the ending result being a fake alien psyop to control everyone on the planet, to make people come together and make a like a one-world government. Yeah. Fuck us all over. You know, and it's hard – it's hard – to talk about these things because these same communities like on reddit are just filled with disinformation campaigns like people acting like none of this shit has ever happened or saying well where's your proof and i'm one of those people i'm like so dead set on proving it to me i'm like here's the declassified documents like here it is but no matter how many times you share those documents there are always people who just keep on pushing the narrative that uh you know, none of this is real, pretty much. You don't know that any of this is real. Like, Special Report 14, not a lot of people know about that one, but that was um, a reanalysis of Project Blue Book. And Project Blue Book, I'm sure you know, said uh, less than 1% of UFO sightings are actual UFOs. And they, they tag that with they're only unexplainable because we don't have enough evidence to uh, corroborate them. You know, like, we don't have any good eyewitnesses and whatnot. Well, Special Report 14 happened in the 90s. Another agency uh, or a whole other project reanalyzed the same data, and it says in the documents that they literally lied about it, and actually 33% of the cases that they analyzed were true UFOs and had multiple credible observers. 33%? 33%, exactly that number, yeah. A very different number. (laughs) Holy shit. It's like, yeah, the, the the government admitted to it, and people don't pay attention to that. People just keep forgetting. It's done its rounds through the UFO community for years, but nobody cares to pay attention to it. And just like the Australian UFO report, have you read that? I have not. You, oh, my gosh. You should read that. The first 15 pages is about how the U.S. government has covered up UFOs. <laughs> Incre- and you know what's funny is the American government has a base in Australia – 
uh, they like have this joint fucking military base there, and there's this one room that the Australians aren't allowed to enter, and the the conspiracy theories that come from that base inside of that room are fucking incredible. They're keeping aliens in there and shit. So if anyone knows about stuff, it's the Australians that the Americans are covering up, you know? Yeah, I mean it's 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 like this whole disclosure thing, the the controlled leaks, like. You're telling me Jeremy Corbell got his hands on actual floor videos, you know, from the uh, the Navy, and within hours, the Pentagon verified them as being real. You know, they've never done that. They've never done that for anything. And in the 80s, I mean, you could pull up uh, news channels that were saying, well, the U.S. government's saying that there are, U- there are real UFOs out there, and that they don't know what they are. That happened in the 80s. That happened... With the time Roswell happened, they've been doing the same bullshit to us, telling us that, well, we really don't know what they are, over and over and over again, and nobody remembers that they acknowledged them 20 years ago. That was Xavier, and that's incredible. It's incredible. He's had so many experiences. That's absolutely insane. Well, until next time, you can email me at kevinyarrow at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions or want to say hi, you can check out the podcast everywhere you find podcasts, or you can check out Rant of Whatever on YouTube, or you should subscribe to us and hit the notification bell to never miss out on any content. You should also go check out another podcast that I do called Lights Out Entertainment. It's all audio, drama, plays, horror, comedy sometimes, sci-fi stories. But it's all audio, and it's all fictional. There's another podcast you should check out called The Earth Suck Hole. I host that with three others. And recently, we just got to interview Andre Legacy. And that will be up on that stream soon. You can also check out The Earth Suck Hole on YouTube. Subscribe and hit the notification bell there because The Earth Suck Hole is always releasing so much content. And especially this month of October, they've been releasing a video every single day. Sometimes multiple videos a day. All horror-related content. So go check them out. And until next time, stay spooky scary.